0: Welcome to Brian Health Podcast. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're talking about breast cancer. Joining me is Dr. Rachel Gendro. She's a breast surgical oncologist with Brian Health. Dr. Gendro, it's such a pleasure to have you with us today. Before we get into this really important topic,
1: tell us a little bit about yourself and your training. Hello, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of your podcast. So, like you said, I'm Dr. Rachel Gendro, and I'm from Kentucky originally. Did medical school in Kentucky, and then I completed a general surgery residency in Ohio. After that five year general surgery residency, I chose to apply for a breast surgical oncology fellowship. So, I went to Moffat Cancer Center. And that is a cancer center in Tampa, Florida, and completed the Breast Surgical Oncology Fellowship there. And so my focus is entirely breast. So all I do is breast surgery and take care of breast patients. And I absolutely love my patients and love what I do and know this is what I was meant to do. I can
0: hear the passion in your voice, your sweet voice for what you do for a living, and people I'm sure are lucky to have you as their doctor. So why don't we talk a little bit about what you're seeing as far as incidents and awareness. Are more women getting screened, Dr. Gendro?
1: Screening has definitely improved over the years, and we find breast cancer is much earlier now due to that increased screening. So we're definitely reaching more people with screening mammograms.
0: What are some of the risk factors women should know? I mean, we're gonna talk about mammograms and many women that I know and have known are a little concerned, they're scared about a mammogram, I don't think it hurts at all and I've had a million of them, but tell us some of the risk factors that would predispose a woman to breast cancer and might send her earlier for mammogram and then we're gonna talk about really the indications for mammogram and when you start doing those.
1: Sure, so as far as risk factors for breast cancer, Things that can increase your risk include being above your ideal body weight. Smoking increases risk. Alcohol use can increase risk. And now that really gets into when we're in our 50s. So they've shown that if you consume alcohol every day in your 50s, it's around a 7% increased risk for breast cancer. Family history of breast cancer. Using hormone replacement therapy, and that's after menopause. Things such as having children and breastfeeding both decrease your risk, exercise will decrease your risk, and that can be 30 minutes a day for three days a week. Also, eating healthy will decrease your risk. One thing that folks may not think about is starting your menstrual cycles early, say 10 or 11, and going into menopause later in life will also increase breast cancer risk just due to the body's exposure to estrogen.
0: So then tell us about mammograms. There's been some confusion. There's confusion over the current recommendations from different organizations. Who should get screened? At what age? How often? Tell us why there's some confusion.
1: Women need to start their mammograms at age 40. There were some recent guidelines that came out that pushed that back. And the breast societies that we follow still encourage age 40. So if you look at the American Society of Breast Surgeons, the American Cancer Society, the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, your American Congress of OBGYN, the American College of Surgeons, and we could go on. All of those societies still recommend age 40. So i definitely tell my patients, start at age 40. And now,
0: mammography has changed over the years, right? It's not quite the same. Now we have 3D mammography, also known as tomosynthesis. How is that different from that conventional mammography of our Mother's Day?
1: So 3D mammograms are wonderful. I'm so thankful that we have progressed with our imaging. Every woman should get a 3D mammogram. It's just a much better picture. With our 2D images, it's basically two pictures of the breast. With 3D, it's more of a scan. There's approximately 16 to 18 pictures that are taken that scan through the breast. This will see your tissue much, much better, especially in those women with a dense breast tissue. 3D imaging is far superior.
0: Well, I'm glad that you brought up dense breast tissue. I'm one of those people that got those letters. So every year now I have my 3D, but I also have a whole breast ultrasound. So tell us about some of the other technologies that are available for women with dense breasts or for women who for some reason it's difficult to read.
1: So dense breast tissue can make the breast tissue harder to see through with a mammogram. Now, mammogram is still recommended as the most effective way to detect early breast cancer. However, with dense breast tissue, the mammogram may miss something. Breast tissue looks white and breast cancers look white. So if the breast tissue is very dense, it can be harder to see through that tissue. We can perform whole breast screening ultrasounds, and that's where an ultrasound is used to evaluate the whole breast on both sides. There are also breast MRIs that can be performed. That would probably be the best breast imaging. Breast MRIs can be costly and insurance companies may not wanna cover that imaging. Whole breast ultrasound is a great way to go for cost savings and effectiveness.
0: Well, thank you for telling us about that. So now, signs and symptoms of breast cancer. What should we be looking for if we're doing self-exams or something that we might notice?
1: Women, even in their late teenage years to 20, should begin their own self-breast exams. Getting to know your own tissue is the best way to notice a change or if something is different. Things to look for if there's a new mass or a new lump in the breast, definitely get looked at. Skin changes such as redness in the skin or dimpling in the skin. Definitely signs to look for. If you notice discharge from the nipple, and that can be different colors. So we can see clears, yellows, greens, bloody. Any discharge from the nipple should be evaluated. Nipple inversion, where the nipple is turning in or being pulled inward, definitely should get evaluated. The best thing for our ladies is to really do your own exams, it should be once a month. In the same time of a month, so with your breast tissue, your breast tissue changes throughout the month with your cycles. So your breast tissue will become more lumpy and maybe more swollen when your menstrual cycle is getting closer and then it changes again. So try to do it the same time every month. In the shower is usually easier. And breast tissue is lumpy, so it can be intimidating for ladies to say, you know, everything feels lumpy. Well, your breast tissue should move around easy and be very soft. So if you notice something that is a hard mass and it doesn't move very easily, something that wasn't there last time you checked, should definitely get looked at.
0: So I guess the big fear of women certainly hearing that news. But if a woman is diagnosed, what's the next step, Dr. Gendro, where does she turn? What does she do next? Because that is devastating news and not really sure who to call.
1: So usually what happens is the the lady will see her primary care physician or her GYN who does their breast exam and will order their mammogram and their ultrasound. If that imaging shows that a biopsy is needed, then they would proceed with their biopsy and be called with their results. And if that breast cancer diagnosis does come in, that's usually when I would see the patient next as the surgeon. I would sit with that patient and just go over all of their imaging and their pathology and what that all means and explain it very well and just go over different options for surgery. We would then see a medical oncologist and then possibly a radiation oncologist. So it kind of depends on what type of cancer they have.
0: Tell us about some of the options, about treatments, you mentioned surgery and a medical oncologist, radiation oncologist,
1: So with our ladies, we typically have three options for surgery. A lumpectomy is removing the mass from the breast, but not removing the breast. So a lumpectomy is removing the mass. Most ladies will have radiation therapy after a lumpectomy. Radiation therapy is used to decrease the risk of recurrence for that breast cancer. Radiation therapy does not make ladies sick, so it always sounds a little scary. But radiation therapy causes skin changes to the breast that will get better over time. But women don't get sick or feel bad with radiation therapy. That's called so a partial breast or breast conservation therapy, would be the lumpectomy plus radiation. They've really decreased the length of radiation nowadays, showing that less time has the same outcome. So the standard care for radiation therapy was typically six weeks. It's every day for six weeks. That's really been shortened out of possibly three weeks, depending on the patient. So radiation therapy has come a long way. You can also perform a mastectomy, which is removing the breast. The patient may choose to have reconstruction or not to have reconstruction. That is up to them and their personal preference. With reconstruction, I work with a plastic surgeon, and we would be there together on surgery day. Different types of reconstruction include implant-based reconstruction and flap surgeries. Flap surgeries are using the patient's own tissue. So a tram flap or a deep flap, D-I-E-P, would be using their abdominal tissue. There is a latissimus flap that uses tissue from the back. So these are different options. I would have the patient meet with the plastic surgeon to discuss those different options and see what they're more comfortable with
0: that's fascinating how cool what you can do now to help women that are going through this journey of breast cancer before we wrap up and you've told us so much information packed into one little podcast how is the woman's self-esteem and peace of mind certainly taken into account when you're working with these women that have been diagnosed how do you work with them I mean you're just absolutely such a lovely lady, I can hear that. And so, tell us a little bit about what you do with a patient when you're working with them and taking into account all of these things, all of these feelings that we're feeling if we get diagnosed with breast cancer.
1: Absolutely. This is a scary time. No one wants to hear the word cancer. So it's just a scary time. There's high anxiety. The patients will come to my office. and I've actually designed my office to be very feminine. We have, you know, pretty pictures on the walls and soft colors, and we just try to make it feel inviting. We have spa robes here for my ladies to wear during their exam, so they just feel a little more comfortable. I'll see them, and we'll have our initial discussion. I'll perform their exam, and I step out and let them get dressed. So typically more comfortable, and you have your own clothes on. I have a conference room in the office where we step across the hallway, and we sit around the table and just spend lots of time discussing everything with them. Brian has nurse navigators also, and a nurse navigator is always present for our discussion The nurse navigator is another layer of support for these ladies, and they really help assess any social issues or financial issues, family situations. So it really is encompassing all aspects of the patient. We're not just focusing on this new diagnosis. We want to take care of all of them. And I just want to wrap these ladies up and just encourage them and know that I'm with them every step of the way. We will get through this. We just do it one step at a time. Other things we discussed at that appointment are genetic testing. So we can go over just a lot of different aspects of their cancer, their treatment options, and just try to make them feel as comfortable as we can.
0: Wow. Really, really great information. Such a supportive environment at Brian Health. Dr. Gendro, you really treat the whole person, not just their breast cancer. And thank you so much for sharing that with us today. And thank you for joining us. And thank you to our Brian Foundation partner, Davis Design. That wraps up this episode of Brian Health Podcast. Please visit our website at brianhealth.org for more information and to get connected with one of our providers like Dr. Gendro. Please also remember to subscribe, rate and review this podcast and all our other Brian Health podcasts and please share these shows ladies with your friends and family on your social channels. We're learning from the experts at Brian Health together. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.